Bush and Richie here with your, your daily takeaway podcast. Um, before we even start this, and I've had me on this when I was doing the um, indie disco all day uh, on Bank Holiday Monday. Um, Jay Lawrence has been in mm-hmm. doing his show, mm-hmm. and he's left one of those amazing multi-ended charges here. Oh, look at that! Multicolored, really handy. Got all the different USBs. In five or ten years' time, we'll look back at all the USB ends and be like, "Oh, the chaos! Chaos of life back then would have been incredible." But I wonder whether we can have it. It's about five different things on there. He obviously doesn't need it as much as he thinks he does because it's been left in the studio and there's been no email sent around saying, hi, guys, I've left my multicoloured USB octopus thing. Um, Has anyone seen it? Well, this is it. And I saw him on Monday and he was on his way out and I went to say, Jay, but he'd already gone. Mm. So I feel like, in terms of the studio, it's like salvage rights if you find something in the world of shipping, isn't it? Yeah. Finders keepers. Flotsam and jetsam, I think that's called. I do believe. I do believe that's it. So this now, if, uh, uh, you know, Jay Lawrence, if you're listening to this, it's now the property of the Home Time Show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, hopefully you had a better bank holiday weekend than NASA. Uh, who were very excited to be putting their Artemis uh, rocket programme finally into practice. This is the rocket programme they've been devising to put astronauts back on the moon. Isn't Artemis like a... a an aftershave you wore when you were a teenager? I think you're thinking Aramis. Oh, that's it. Right, gotcha. Maybe if uh, NASA had called it the Aramis programme, <laughs> it might have gone better. The high karate probe, though, is doing great <laughs> going around Mars. Um, big event. Big event for NASA. Big event for uh, space fans all camping out in Florida like they do uh, with their uh, RVs and their their flags and their picnics all ready to watch it go off. They love it, don't they? Countdown got cancelled due to a hydrogen leak. They'll have to go again another time. So is it sat there at the moment waiting for like another go? Because there's like a two-hour window when they can launch this thing or something. There is a two-hour window uh, and it's that, that it's gone because they couldn't cool one of the rockets and they, they found it was a hydrogen leak so that, that they've now got to wait for the right time to do it again, which is yeah. which is no time soon, which is a shame for them. All that planning and it now, now happens. All the planning, all the build-up, all the talking about it, all this is what this, is, this rocket's going to do, people go there to watch it, all this kind of thing. Nothing happens. Literally couldn't get it off the ground. It's a bank holiday weekend, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They, these kind of <laughs> things happen it does you have a plan you invite people you talk about doing something it doesn't happen so if that sounds like your bank holiday weekend if something you had planned that you were so excited about never got off the ground share it with us glenn says i went to the gym i was actually feeling like going for a change i forgot that it was closed on bank holiday monday so i decided well i'll go for a walk aborted that after two minutes started pouring it down wow so it kind of did you a favor in, in many ways just get did straight back home yeah. watch telly uh, i was been going on about this big tidy. I've had this plan, right? I want to. I've been uh, to try and get the uh, understairs cupboard tidy. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have a? It's not a euphemism. A messy understairs cupboard. <laughs> and if I get anything out of the toolbox under there, I just chuck it back in. It's terrible. So, <laughs> been promising big tidy 2022 understairs never happened. Couldn't get it off the ground. I mean, you're, you're nearly into the ninth month of 2022. So, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up against the clock to get it sorted, but it'll happen at some point. Bruce in North Yorkshire has said the Artemis next launch is. 2nd of September. Oh, I don't right. know what like in he's got with NASA. Dear old Bruce in North Yorkshire, but a bit of intel there. Tony NASA tipping him off <laughs> with a phone call. <laughs> you know, handkerchief over the receiver, middle of the night, not to be identified. I was thinking as well with that, obviously they, they went to do it and then he couldn't do it for mm. whatever reason. What was it? What was the reason? Uh, hydrogen leak, mate. One of them. Uh, probably dashboard symbol come up for it. You have to go H. through the book in it's the glove H. compartment. Blue H. Blue H, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, but do you reckon they put tarpaulin back over the top? Imagine that go off. 
big tarpaulin. Big old tarpaulin over the top again. Come You'd on, then, You'd have to June. get those sort of like uh, extended cables just to make Little, sure the gusts don't. All get the way it. around. I, I, I reckon the main guy from NASA has to keep running out at one in the morning because it's it's <laughs> tarpaulin's come off and has landed in next door's garden. <laughs> Tarp's gone. Top's gone, mate. Uh, if you've had something over the bank, I think we're a bit giddy today. I feel a little bit giddy. <laughs> it's just exciting to see each other again. Um, if something has happened to you over the weekend, couldn't quite get it off the ground, tell us what it was. Kev, sounds like you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We've got two free tickets for the weekend. Um, we've been asked if we could show our classic car there over the weekend. Where's really this to? Where's yes. this? Where are we going? Yeah, the Long Road Festival. Oh, Awesome. We saw amazing photos of it. Well, I don't want to rub it in, but it looked quite good over the weekend. Uh, so you're gonna, you were going to show off your, your classic car. What happened? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Started to get packed up and everything all ready for it. And uh, wife started to feel a little bit ill on Wednesday. Didn't think too much of it. On Thursday, she said, you know, I might have COVID. Um, did a test. She proved positive. She's been quite ill. I did a test. I was also positive. Uh, I've been okay with it, but... We couldn't do it, and that was it. Missed out. Oh, man. The thing is, you know, we've had so many years of, of like, COVID ruining stuff, Mm. like you having to cancel last minute or things being off or whatever, and it's kind of got back to normal a little bit, but I I feel like COVID occasionally just has to prod you, just let you know it's still there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's it's just ruined everything. (laughs) Hey, Kev, look, three-day festival, country, Americana, roots, the cars, obviously, the food, the craft beer, the camping, the glamping. Is a date for your diary, okay? Um, 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look forward to next year. <laughs> do it. Keep, keep the car polished and hang in there. Will do. Okay, thanks very much. Neil said I was planning to go out on my Triumph Bonneville America Cruiser. Ooh. I've owned it for four weeks now. I've been looking forward to this weekend. I found I got a puncture in the back tyre. Had to pay oh. 35 quid to get it fixed. Then didn't have the money spare to put the fuel in due to the price hike because my money went on the tyre repair. Is that bad? I feel bad for him because whenever I... I mean, I don't know what that car is because I don't know anything about cars. It's a bike for starters. Is it? Oh, that's a bad start. Isn't it? <laughs> and it, whenever I see a sports car broken down, I mean, people go past going, yeah. That would hurt so much, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I agree. Dan says, instead of going uh, on Monday morning to Busy Dad's Boot Camp to swing kettle balls, flip t- tractor tyres, and do that up and downy rope thing, I spent the day lying flat on my back looking at my phone, wincing whenever I moved, and eating a mint arrow, another bad back sufferer. Oh, no. Genuinely going to start a new digital channel, Absolute Radio, <laughs> bad back. Sue says, organised a riverboat cruise for the grandkids down the Thames. Horrible history tour, no less. Ooh. Sounds good fun. However, we got there. Uh, boat problem, too cancelled. Grandkids got taken to ZZ for a cracking lunch instead. I bet they loved it. Still, Sarah says, this is bizarre. I was planning to go to the football to watch Grantham Town, but Crows had pecked up the pitch, <laughs> so it was called off. Is that a thing? Have you ever heard of that before? Crows pecking the pitch up? Very hungry crows. Yeah. Uh, and then going back to the Long Road Festival, do you remember uh, Kef was going to go, but he the COVID problems and couldn't take his classic car and all that kind of stuff? And you were telling me he's going to have to wait another year? Which <laughs> was very helpful and compassionate. We've not heard back from him, actually. I hope he's OK. Uh, Dan says, we also went to the Long Road Festival with friends, been twice before, absolutely loved it, so excited. My wife, 31 weeks pregnant with our first child, took a turn in the tent, got kidney stones. So we had to miss out on the rest of the festival. But there is good news. Pleased to say, mum and baby both doing fine, that's all that matters. We're going back next year just with a mini cowboy or cowgirl in tow. The Daily Takeaway. 
Ash and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Once again, for the millionth time, you and me are in the wrong game, mate. Uh, this this jamboree at the O2 that uh, uh, my my 17-year-old son now uh, went to, this KSI boxing festival or whatever Fight it was club. called. Fight club kind of thing. We need to get a piece of this action. So KSI, um, very successful uh, YouTuber, gamer, uh, songwriter, now boxer, wow. uh, puts on this massive uh, boxing event at the O2, 20,000 sellout. Wow. Uh, he fights two fights in one night, opens up the night and then has another fight to close the evening. And in between, it's loads of other YouTubers fighting each other. They're right. just YouTubers. They're fighting. We need to get into this. We we could have a we could sell out the O2. You and me fighting Dave Berry and Matt Dyson, for example. Imagine that. Imagine that a little uh, tear up between you and Dyson. As an aside, let's host a Twitter poll. Who do you think would win? Uh, but that's for, that's for another Dyson, minute. he's like a honey badger. <laughs> no, it'd be the two of us, like like uh, some sort of um, tag tag a, team. Tag team boxing is that even a thing? Uh, yeah, imagine that you you ta- tagging out, and then I can jump in and do uh, a big elbow on Dyson. <laughs> yeah, um, but the other side of it as well was I said that I'd go and pick them up after the event because I just kind of thought, you know, they'd be so hyped up and trains messing around. Don't want them going back late and all this kind of thing. So I yeah. did the whole dad thing of going to drive into London late on Saturday night and this is where it all started falling down because I thought well let's go and pick him up from Canning Town Tube it's only one stop away from the O2 it's fine never been there in my life yeah. had no business to uh, so I went on Google Street Maps and found that outside there looked like there was a Morrison's and a great big car park that I could go and park in at about half ten at night and wait for them yeah yeah, yeah. got there <laughs> it's a building site it's gone doesn't exist anymore oh, well. Google's out of date so <laughs> there was them expecting to come out of the O2 me waiting there I ended up having to park in some shifty side street uh, just round the corner <laughs> sort of leaving the car there sounds it, like you're curb crawling <laughs> yeah, well, it, it could have gone that way <laughs> and I, I very much had my well it wouldn't I wouldn't do that <laughs> just, just for clarification just for clarification but I, I had you in my mind from Friday's show talking about how if only we could design central locking that was quieter because you're paranoid about being shifty. That's it, they can hear you. They can hear you with your little panic lock. This is the Daily Takeaway. Uh, so it's fair to say kid, kids grow up so quick these days, don't they? They grow up so damn quick. Uh, and Thea, our beautiful little curly-haired nutcase middle daughter, is going to be four at the weekend, which is just mad to think about it. Only literally, only seems like yesterday, she was a baby. Now she's going to be four, proper grown-up and all that kind of stuff, in her own mind. Uh, I've offered to uh, bake her a cake. <laughs> I said I'm going to bake her. I thought I'd do something. Oh. I'm going to bake her a cake. Uh, and it's massively backfired on me because I asked her this morning um, what she wanted. Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll just do like a lemon drizzle. But obviously work into the fact that it needs to be of something. Mm. Have a listen to this. This is recorded this morning. So, Thea, uh, if Daddy is going to bake you a cake for your birthday, uh-huh. what kind of cake would you like? A chocolate bing cake. <laughs> bing is in Bing Bunny? Yeah. Great. Chocolate bing cake. That's not even lemon drizzle. It's not even lemon drizzle. He's the bane of my life. I hate him. hate bing. hate pando. hate the lot of them. And I always get told off for bad language or, or making silly comments when it's on in the lounge. Uh, but now I've got to make a cake of, like, I don't know, Bing's head or something like that. So I, I, I am a little bit concerned. I need to deliver this cake. By, I, I've promised to do it, so I've got to get it done by the end of the week. 
Um, but she watches a, a program called Sugar Rush. I don't know if anyone else has seen that on Netflix, which is like this American, uh, like, bake-off to the next level program where these amazing cake makers. So she watches that with her elder sister. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking now, oh, my God, she thinks I'm going to make Bing's head. <laughs> like, have you, what's your background on cake making? Are you any good at it or anything like that? I made or? a cake for Natalie's birthday quite a few years back. Um... Uh, told her to stay out the flat for the evening while I made it. She then thought that um, she was getting a puppy for her birthday because I kicked her out the flat. So it turned out <laughs> to be a cake. So even that was a level of disappointment. But the, I'd made the cake about five days early for um, a party with all her friends right. that weekend at a Turkish restaurant. That's right, though, isn't it? Not really, no, because I, I stored it under the bed. <laughs> because I didn't want to put it in the fridge because she'd see it. So it had gone so hard. And when the when the wow. waiters were cutting it in the Turkish restaurant on the Saturday night, they had to go and get a carving knife. It was awful. And people were so polite trying to eat it, but you could see it was going proper chewy. So it, so it can be a nightmare. I mean, and imagine that kind of thing happening with, like, Thea and all her little mates and they can't cut into the thing because I've messed it up. But the margins are thin. There is. There's going to be margins on this big star. Well, listen... We've, what we thought we'd do, obviously there's people who, who are listening to this right now have probably done brilliant cakes. But you know, I made a football team cake and it's I, come out all right. Do I you feel know what I mean? bad now because there are people that have done, there, there will be people that have done amazing cakes and I've given you an example of a disaster and that's not necessarily going to be the case for everyone. Well, it's the yin and yang that makes up the, the rich tapestry of the home yeah. time show. So look, this is what we want in this hour of the show, right? Bearing in mind that I've agreed, I've signed the forms now, I'm making Thea uh, a cake about Bing, a Bing bunny from CBeebies. Uh, we want your cake baking heaven... Or cake-baking hell stories, please. When you do the cake for Thea's birthday of the Bing Bunny, will he have pants on or pants off? Well, Bing's always clothed. It's Pando the pervert you've got to watch out that's for. That's true, that's true. His kecks yeah. come down every time he's in the park. I say that's an issue. <laughs> um, but So I've agreed to bake my middle daughter Thea a cake for her fourth birthday this weekend. She wants a chocolate Bing Bunny cake. What a nightmare. Uh, with this in mind, we want your cake-baking heaven and cake-baking hell stories, please. Uh, no pressure from Nikki, who has tweeted... To to say I was lucky enough to bake a cake for Mark King of Level 42's... <laughs> I start again, it's such a surreal... Wow. Such a surreal message. I was lucky enough to bake Mark King of Level 42's 60th birthday cake. That's amazing. It was a cake replica of his signature base. Good old Thunder Thumbs. It's an amazing picture of a cake. Uh, plenty of people trying to help. Martin's texted and says, if you are struggling with the cake, just buy a bag of Maltesers and tell her it's Bing Poo. She would love that, though. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Dave says, it's all the fellas coming in with these shortcuts. Go and buy a Bing Bunny cake from Tesco. It's 12 quid and lie. She'll never know. I've got a great shortcut for you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a sec. OK. Because okay? uh, Christine is hanging on. Christine, uh, cake heaven, cake hell, what have we got? Well, well, it was definitely a cake hell. <laughs> Good, we've had a lot of cake heaven so far, so it's good to have a, a bit of a nightmare. No offence. What happened? Um, my daughter, um, for her fifth birthday, she was big into Shrek, and she mm-hmm. loved the dragon from Shrek. So it took me hours and hours and hours to, to bake her uh, the, the dragon from Shrek. So we had the, the birthday party, did the big reveal. She just took one look at it and said, it's the wrong colour red. <laughs> oh, How would that make you hurt? Just, you know, blood, sweat and tears quite literally has gone into this cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then years later I tried to do my son a fire engine and I just couldn't get it to change from pink to red. I added so much red colouring that it tasted disgusting. So just try and, don't try and do anything red. I think that's, that's the learning away. from this, isn't it? <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> uh, special mention for Lisa, who says, both Cake Heaven and Hell with the same cake. I made a unicorn cake for my friend's <laughs> daughter's birthday party in mid-July. Looked great when we set off, but it was so hot in the car on the way to the party, the whole thing melted into a pink and purple cakey mush. And if you follow us on Twitter, at Absolute Radio, you have to have a look, because we both thought it was like a load of meat. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's melted so badly, it, it equally could have been like a Neapolitan ice cream gone wrong. But you see the first picture of the cake, it's an amazing unicorn cake. It's a tragedy. Unfortunately, it now looks like uh, a butcher's dustbin. Well done there, Lisa. <laughs> and Steve Prince, fair play to him, he sent a photo and he says, my lemon cheesecake's a lovely cheesecake. Oh, That'd be more now. my kind of... You know, I saw myself um, just, like, crunching digestive biscuits and then rooting them to the bottom of a bowl. That was more what I was thinking was going to happen. Uh, Tracy says, I've got a fab recipe for really moist chocolate cakes. I made some for a bake sale. Proudly carried them into the venue in a cupcake carrier thing. The handle broke. The lot of them hit the tarmac. I had an audience too. It was humiliating. I'm still not over it. Here's my shortcut. Go on, Here's then. my shortcut. Go, Go to then. the supermarket. Buy one of those pre-packets of just, like, cake mix yeah. that you just, like, add a bit of water to. Yeah. Buy loads of them, make one absolutely massive cake. Huge cake. And then cut it into the shape of Bing. That's it. Like, like someone would be cutting out uh, like a marble statue. As if you're sculpting a cake. That's it. But it's got to start off like absolutely gigantic. So it'll be a, it'll be a big square and then you just cut it into, into Bing. You make it sound so easy. That's all you need to do. Icing sugar, food colouring. I might do that. I've seen them little packets. <laughs> do it. I've seen those little packets. I might do that. Uh, Marie, Cake Heaven, Cake Hell, what was it? Absolute Cake Hell. My daughter, Amelia, um, absolutely loved it. She was all about Peter Rabbit. Right. So I thought, that's fine. I can do this. I can make her a bunny rabbit cake. Um, went a bit overboard with the icing. We had massive ears, massive eyes, massive teeth, massive whiskers. Um, and she was only two, it was her second birthday, she took one look at the cake and thought that the whiskers was a big black spider. I was absolutely devastated. Oh and um, I've never made her her own cake since. I've always gone to the professionals. This is the, this is the high-stake risk thing here as well. You know, arachnophobia oh, there for your birthday, that's going to oh scar her for life, isn't it? I've, I've got, I'm an amateur, but I've got, a, I've got a good tip on how to make a rabbit cake. You do two big normal sponges... Right. And the second sponge, you want to cut your big ear shapes out of that. Of the sponge, I did brilliantly. The icing, I massively, massively failed. With a big black spider. <laughs> Barbara, if you follow us on Twitter, says this was my daughter's lemon muff cake. And that ain't a typo. Have a look at what she's accidentally done with that one. That'll put you off your tea. Uh, but um, we've got Kate on the line. Kate, tell us what happened with you. Is it a nightmare? Oh, my gosh. I decided to make jam one day. I thought I'd give it a go. And in the morning, I went to spread the jam, and it was so sticky. The knife got stuck in the jar, and I physically couldn't get it out, and I had to throw the whole jar away with a knife in it. <laughs> wow, so was your, was your knife stuck in the jam like Excalibur from the old myths? <laughs> It actually was right in the centre of it as well. It was quite bad, so I've never tried again, and I never will. Oh, <laughs> the end of that jam-making career so soon. <laughs> yes, definitely. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So, another day, another day of back pain for me. An absolute nightmare. Hey, you're fighting on, you're here. I know, but I, I, I said at the weekend, I went to Sarah Champion's birthday party on Saturday and I felt like Brian Potter. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't leave my seat for the entire evening. So I've had sciatica for about three or four weeks. It's a nightmare. So I'm having to take a load of painkillers. By the way, 
so many other people have got back pain. It's mad. The amount of people have, who've got in touch. I feel like I might sort out a first Wednesday of every month meetup, <laughs> uh, spoons or something like that. But uh, I, I take uh, so I've got painkillers that I take, yeah. right? Um, a couple of different types. Won't go into that. Uh, and then I've, I've started being online in bed, reading about other things that work. Apparently, is it turmeric? Turmeric, turmeric yeah. Been taking that, right? Because yeah. that's supposed to be good for you. And then vitamin B12. So I'm rattling at the moment with all these things. And you know what I might do? I always used to take the mickey out of my dad uh, for having a little fishing tackle box for his daily meds. Mm-hmm. I might end up getting one of them for myself every different day of the week. Sometimes I say, I've forgotten what I've taken what I haven't. <laughs> Get those runs with the, the M and the T and the W and the T and the F if and the got, S and the S. If you're listening to this and you've got a little tiny organiser... For your meds. Admittedly, this is not going to be a, a phone-in that will go a long time in this show. Do get in touch. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Alternatively, if you want to be a little bit coy about it and look like you're doing something different, because yeah. you love your Fisherman's Friends. Love Fisherman's Friends. Why don't you go and get seven packs of Fisherman's Friends, <laughs> empty them out, and then <laughs> on one of them put an M. Right, yeah. One a T, one a W, and then you've got a different pack of Fisherman's Friends, but they're not. They're your painkillers for every day of the week. So, like, sort out, a, like, there's like a little pouch of them. Yeah. For every single, I like that. And you think you're having a Fisherman's Friend. There's Bush popping another Fisherman's Friend, but no, it's three inches long and it smells of turmeric. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Let's just go back to uh, Jay Lawrence's um, little uh, USB dongle uh, accessory <laughs> thing that uh, we now own. Yes, it's, it's ours the, now. It's an interesting one, the, the, the whole concept of finders keepers. And uh, I, I thought I'd explore to see whether that actually is a thing in law. Uh-huh. It's not coming up, sadly. Do you, do you know what, right? My, my dad had a boat when we, were, when we lived in Brixham in Devon, and it was a free mooring thing or whatever, so not like in the harbour. One morning, you used to go down every morning with a cup of coffee and go and look at it mm-hmm. and check it was all right. Went down one morning, it had gone. The boat had gone. <laughs> and it slipped anchor... And then it floated round the corner down like uh, down towards like a different part of Torbay. Yeah. And some bloke found it and it was safe. They secured it and everything. And my dad had to pay like there's a percentage worth of the boat, which is called which is salvage rights, and he had to pay them the money for them finding it for him. Wow. So I mean I don't know whether like we give this back to Jay and then he has to give us like two quid. Um I, what, I, what I would like to say is I'd like lawyers to get back in touch with us. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk and just let us know yeah. whether there is some kind of... If we go with the usage, uh, 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 what time does that become ours, if we're using that thing? Yeah, well, like, uh, um, what do they call it? Um, uh, statute of limitations. Yes. If there's something like that where, after a certain point, we're the legal guardians of this thing, then then we need to know about it before Jay starts getting his legal team together. I found some kind of thing called the Homestead Principle where... Uh-huh. Under the Homestead Principle, a farmer can put unowned land to use and then they then gain ownership over it because they're using it. OK, and you're allowed to do that, are you? Apparently so. So, look, if you're walking past a farm tonight, start <laughs> digging on it, say, what's mine now, isn't it? 